0: Right now in the Bay Area, it's a race against Mother Nature. People are stocking up on sandbags ahead of a major storm, and trying to protect their homes and belongings as they still recover from earlier storm damage. But some say this time they're better prepared.
1: I got my generator and I got my gas, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty well prepared for it. 24 hours from now, that snow, that snow, that heavy rain is going to be moving into the Bay Area with snow for the High Sierra. I'm tracking it all in the First Alert forecast.
0: And right now in the North Bay, students are mobilizing once again to call attention to their own safety after a deadly stabbing on campus. This time, they're taking aim at the school board. All this comes as we learn of another incident involving a weapon on campus.
1: This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich.
0: And good evening to you. The Bay Area bracing for another atmospheric river. It is clear skies outside right now, but by this time tomorrow, we're going to see heavy downpours reminiscent of what we saw back in January. From Contra Costa County to San Francisco to San Jose, people were stocking up on sandbags to protect their homes from potential flooding.
2: We live on a corner and it's, it's prone to flooding and we've had situations in the past when there's a lot of rain.
0: And we are also expecting high winds, and with the saturated soil, there is a danger of falling trees. Arborists say to keep an eye out for loose or hanging branches or soil around the base, which means the tree might be moving. There is also the threat of more power outages, but PG&E says it is mobilizing crews to respond. It also has extra equipment on standby to fix damaged power lines as quickly as possible. So that means that Paul Hagen is on high alert right now, figuring out when it's all going to happen. Yeah,
1: about 18 hours from now, that rain is going to be picking up in intensity, and Mm -hmm. this is the first atmospheric river we've had in a little while. We have had rain chances over the past several days, but on our atmospheric river scale, they ranked as non-atmospheric rivers, just normal rain chances that happen in winter and early spring. This one that's headed our way tomorrow into early Friday. Ranks as a moderate atmospheric river, but towards the high end of that category. And farther down the line, there is another one that's going to head our way early next week. That one's going to rank likely in the weak category, but it's going to be more rain on top of already saturated soils. The rain is going to move in as we head through tomorrow morning into the afternoon. Spotty showers in the morning becoming more widespread and becoming much heavier by mid to late afternoon that heavy rain continuing in the evening. Flood watch goes into effect at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Be on the lookout for water-covered roadways. If you're going to be driving around tomorrow afternoon, try not to drive around at all tomorrow evening. We also are going to be under a wind advisory with sustained winds 20 to 30 miles an hour and gusts up to 50 miles an hour. So down trees are going to be a possibility and power outages are going to be possible as well. So what to do before the storm arrives? Make sure your devices are charged up overnight tonight and into tomorrow. Enable the emergency alert. Alerts on your phone. It's under the settings on all mobile phone platforms, regardless of whether it's Apple or other operating systems. Clear out the drains and gutters. It's dark now, but if you can get up early enough tomorrow, just check those. Make sure they're not blocked by any kind of debris left over from earlier rain systems. And if you live in a flood-prone spot, Make sure you know where to go in case flash flood warnings are issued. I think we are likely to see those as we head towards about this time tomorrow. And that's when the possibility of wind damage is going to be with us as well. We'll track it all coming up in just a few minutes.
0: Here we go. And then take a look at this. Remember this, Paul, this dramatic scene from the Santa Cruz Mountains from back in January. A neighborhood in Felton submerged with emergency responders are actually wading through chest-deep water. As Bryce Colon tells us, that same community is now getting ready for yet another blow from
2: Mother Nature.
3: EFFECTS FROM JANUARY STORMS ARE STILL BEING SEEN IN THE SANTA CRUZ MOUNTAINS.
2: And THE ROAD THAT I LIVE ON WASHED OUT ON JANUARY 6TH, AND WE JUST GOT A BRIDGE LAST FRIDAY, SO WE'VE BEEN WITHOUT A WAY TO GET OUT OF OUR ROAD FOR A COUPLE OF MONTHS.
3: THIS IS WHAT FLOODING LOOKED LIKE IN THE Felton Grove COMMUNITY IN JANUARY, AND THIS IS WHAT IT LOOKS LIKE TODAY. RESIDENTS EVEN SEEING SNOW THIS WINTER, NOW BRACING FOR YET ANOTHER STORM ON THE WAY.
1: I got my generator and I got my gas and uh, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty well prepared for it. That's the big issue was when it hit, everybody was rushing to get gas and took a little while, but uh, I'm I'm all ready
2: to go. I'm afraid of the wind mostly because the wind causes trees to just snap and you heard about that lady who was, you know, killed and um, I like to walk, but I'm not walking under trees right now.
3: I'm walking the park. In preparation, Santa Cruz County officials have their general storm crews cleaning out culverts and are providing sandbag locations and say they are collaborating with PG&E to stage crews.
1: We could see several inches of rain over the weekend beginning late Thursday night and through uh, Saturday and Sunday, Mm -hmm. so we could see localized flooding. Uh, You're definitely going to see travel impacts because we have saturated ground still from all the weather that we've seen over the last two months, and then when you add in some strong winds, those will take down trees. The trees will take down wires, and that leads to power outages. So people are going to be affected by this. There's going to, it's going to be difficult to get around again, and some people are going to lose power.
3: As for Highway 9, Caltrans had the original plan of reopening the critical stretch of road in early March. Now reopening is to be determined.
1: There's a lot of moisture on that mountain, a lot of water coming down from it still, and uh, we need to stabilize it before we'd be comfortable opening the roadway.
0: Remember these scenes. People in Gilroy are certainly bracing for a possible repeat of the flooding that closed Highway 101 in January. Farm workers tell us they plan to reinforce the banks of the nearby creek to protect their equipment and crops. So if you are worried about flooding, sandbags are available at the Gilroy Corporation yard. City officials say they are most concerned about flooding on the Uvas Creek. Artificials in Big Sur, they are urging residents to stock up on essential supplies right now, warning that the storm could bring landslides and actually trap people in the area. The Monterey County Office of Emergency Management telling people to make sure they have at least two weeks of essential items. County leaders are hoping to prevent this from happening again when supplies had to be airlifted to residents after landslides left them with no way out. And we will certainly be tracking this atmospheric river and all of its impacts throughout the rest of the week for your complete first alert weather coverage, just head to kpix.com. All right, now to Santa Rosa, where students across the district actually walked out of class today to demand change after a deadly stabbing of a student on campus last week. And it is the second straight day of students taking direct action on the school, action on the issue at the school. And the board is also meeting for the first time tonight. Andrea Nakano is at that meeting where there is a huge turnout.
2: The Santa Rosa City School Board is meeting tonight, and as you can see, there are a lot of students and parents here who are extremely concerned about safety on campus. They want the school board to take action to protect the kids and not put all of the burden on teachers to ensure safety in the classroom. This started with a march from the courthouse to the city hall chambers where the meeting is being held tonight. This is in response to the fatal stabbing at Montgomery High School, where 16-year-old Jaden Pienta lost his life. But students say there has been an increase in fights on campus and students bringing weapons to school prior to the stabbing that happened a week ago. The students say this is not just about fighting for change but to also save lives. My kids aren't safe at school. It's constant. The threats on campus, the bullying on campus, the lack of responsibility, the lack of accountability. It's scary. My kids are scared. Now the chamber is at capacity, so some of the folks here will have to listen to the meeting from the outside, but speakers will be allowed one by one to go in and talk. There are a lot of people here that are extremely emotional, and students admit that some of them are scared to return to campus, and they're hoping that the school board takes action tonight. Andrea, will look forward to your report tonight at 11. And we just learned
0: this knife was found in a student's backpack at Amarosa Academy in Santa Rosa yesterday. Police say it was found during a backpack check before the student walked in on campus. The knife was hidden in the plastic lining of a binder. The 15-year-old was arrested and booked into juvenile hall. This all follows last night's meeting in Santa Rosa, where 800 students, parents, and school officials all came together to share their concerns in the wake of the stabbing and just to listen. One eighth grader talked to us about the lack of mental health resources. Until a couple months ago, I didn't even know we had a school therapist. These things need to be made known and made aware, and that's the only way students are going to be able to get support. There's 500 students at my school and two counselors. Wow, some people also called for the return of school resource officers. It's a program which the school got rid of after the killing of George Floyd in 2020. But others said that's not really the answer to make students feeling safe. The superintendent said she plans to visit every single campus in the district and assess their needs. Well, Governor Newsom made good on his promise, announcing today that the state will not renew a multimillion-dollar contract with Walgreens to provide prescriptions for state prisoners. So this comes after the pharmacy announced they would stop providing abortion medication in 21 Republican-led states, including ones where abortion remains legal saying California will use its power as one of the largest economies in the world to defend people's right to choose their own health care options. Newsom says the state is now exploring other companies that can fill the $54 million contract with California prisons, as well as reviewing all other contracts the state has with the company to see which they can pull out of. Now, Walgreens released a statement saying they are deeply disappointed in the governor's decision, claiming they are facing the same issues as all other corporate pharmacies and that they will offer the abortion medication where it's legal to do so, saying that Newsom made the decision based on false and misleading information.